The real, the real thing is I wasn't planning on giving a shir, but I was learning this uh, the sikha from the Rebbe and I wanted to, yeah. I should learn it with somebody. So just awesome. to, to talk it out, to speak it out, to, uh, to learn it with someone. So I figured if I post, you know, we'll have some chavar come and uh, be able to do it. So, huh? We're learning a sikha from the Rebbe on Yotas Kislev. Like the Shmuel's doing Bukutim Ran. Yeah. So, so, uh, yeah, so, so the Rebbe writes like this. We're going to read part of it inside. It's a pretty long sikha. It's a sikha the Rebbe gave, obviously, on Yotas Kislev. In the year Tavshin Mem Aleph, yeah, Tavshin Mem Aleph, as the Rebbe gave the sicha. It's a long sicha, but I think it gives a lot of a lot of clarity in what exactly the role of Chassidus is, what the role of the Baal Shem Tev was, what he came to the world to do, how the the uh, fact that the Balatani got out of jail is any sheiches to us, how the sheiches the Yosef Atzadik, right? It's very odd, or very uh, very not odd that we find that the whole Indian of Yosef Atzadik going into jail. Always falls out, come out the same week of Yotes Kisle with the Balatani coming out of jail. Yeah. yeah, so what's the Shaykhis between Parshas Vayeshev, Yosef Etzadik going into jail, Balatani coming out of jail, and what's the whole Indian of jail? And it really, it really give it to us a little bit, a little bit, uh, you know, the, the chilek between the Shvatim and Yosef Etzadik, right? There was obviously big fights taking place, not just physical fights of jealousy, there were obviously big Ashkafic fights taking place. And uh, the Rebbe is really going to explain to us in, in the Sicha a little bit of what the difference of opinion was between Yosef Atzadik and the Shvatim, the different way they conquered the world and overtook the world, the different way they dealt with the world, how it differed from the Avas Akdashim. And really, again, just explain to us a little bit what, what the Chiddush of the Balshemtiv was, what the Chiddush of the Baltani was, and what the purpose of Chasidus and how it really shapes our life. Yeah, so we're going to read a little bit inside, probably do a little bit outside, because as I said, it's pretty long. But uh, we'll see. He says, You do him divya shlava parsha saying the shla. The Eluga shla kadish writes in our parsha. Shakom moya de ashana, all the moya de ashana, all the yaman tavim of the year. Kshurim be in your name, the parsha satara, nikris bismanim, shimchalam moya de ma'elu. There's always a shaykhis between the parsha satara that we're reading during the Shabbosis that the yaman tavim fall out. So, for example, Parshas Miketz always falls out by Chanukah. And there has to be a Shaykhitz between Parshas Miketz and the Indian of Chanukah. The Svarim Ul, you look through all the Svarim Akadoshim. This is the Shla, this is the Shla in our Parsha, in Parshas Vayesha, but all the Svarim Akadoshim discuss the Kesha between the, the, sidra, the Sedra that we're reading, that Parsha, and the Yantif, which it falls out. What's the Kesha between Parshas Miketz, Vayigash, and the Indian of Chanukah? And therefore he says, if that's true, this doesn't only include the Parshas which are written in the Torah, it doesn't only include Pesach, Sukkis, and Shavuos, but it also includes the Yom Tov, in which were given years later. For example, you're going to find Chanukah hidden inside the Parshas as well, right? Even though Chanukah was given thousands of years after Kabbalah Zatayra, you're going to find the Indian of Chanukah in the Torah as well, right? We find it by Yaakov Avinu. Yaakov Avinu is very busy. Megal Amukas tells us that the Pachem Ketanim of Yaakov Avinu last week's Parsha, Yaakov Avinu went back for Pachem Ketanim, right? That Lashon of Pachem Ketanim Sounds very similar to the Nase of Hanukkah, right? Hashmanam came into the base of Mikdash and the Pach Echod, right? Pach Echod, Kitan Echod, they found one little, one little jug which had in it the Shemen and the Megalamukah says that those are connected. Vayusik Shemen al Roisha, the Parsha before when Yaakovina is pouring Shemen. Even the Yom Tavim that came a long time after the, par- the Chumash was written and the Parshas were given over to Moshe Rabbeinu also are able to be found in the Torah Hagadesha. And he says, And therefore he says, the Indian of Yakisle, which is a Yandiv, which was many, many years after, obviously the Torah was given many years after Hanukkah, is, which many times falls at Parshas Vayeshev, as it does this year, falls out in the Parsha of Parshas Vayeshev. Therefore there has to be a connection, a clear connection between Parshas Vayeshev, the Parsha we're going to be reading in Shul the Shabbos, and the Yandiv of Yakisle. Ach, the issue is, and the challenge is, so you open up a Chumash, the Parshas Vayeshev, and you want to see, okay, how is it going to talk about the Baltani getting out of jail? How is it going to talk about some Indian of the Chag Ga'ula, something to do with Chesidus, Yakisle, Pnimius, and you open it up, not only do we not find a clear Kesher between the Teichen of our Parsha and Yakisleiv, if you open up the parsha, and it seems to be talking about everything that's the opposite of Yutes Kislev. Why? Because Yutes Kislev, it's the day when freedom was given to us, the Rabbeinu Azakin, given to the Admar, the, the Balatanya. This wasn't just, we're not just celebrating the fact that the Balatanya got out of jail, right? It's not just Stam. You know, the, the, the misconception is, okay, the Valtani went into jail, the Mestagdim threw him into jail, they, they mastered him into the government, he got thrown into jail, he got out of jail, and making a Chagagula. But if you read the Valtani's letters and you read what was going on from the Valtani all the way 
from the, from the Rebbe's after the Balatanya, it was clear that the whole Indian of the Balatanya being thrown into jail wasn't just him being thrown into physical jail because of a physical rumor that was spread about him. He, he understood, and this he got from the Magad and from the Balshemtiv, that what was taking place is the Kitchrig was a certain Midas Adin on the Hafatzis of Hasidus that was taking place through the Balatanya. The Balatanya understood that, the, that what was taking place and what, the, what was being stopped through him being thrown into jail was the stopping of the spreading of Hasidus and therefore when he got freed from jail it was a clear riot from the Rabbanisho and he, he understood as a skama. and he heard this from the Magid and the Malshem who came to visit him in the Neshama for him in jail itself that his freedom from jail was the Haskama from the Shemayim, that it could be Mefitz Mayanis Achutza, it could be Mefitz, it could spread the wellsprings of Chesidus outward. Right? And therefore, it's a Yayma Geula, it's a Chaga Geula where he got freed, but it's Bamis Chaga Geula for the whole idea of the Hafatza, the spread of the idea of Chesidus. So, so that's on the one hand, we have Yakis Slave, which is the idea of freedom, the idea of somebody being led out of jail, physical and spiritual jail. And then Parshas Vayeshev is the exact opposite. What does it talk about? The whole Indian, if you read this, Yisrael Mitzrayim, it talks about the exact opposite, not getting out of Gullus, but this is the beginning of the whole idea of going into Gullus. Yosef Atzadik was the catalyst for Yaakov Avinu going into Gullus. Yosef Atzadik was the reason why Yaakov Avinu ends up, Yaakov Avinu ends up going down to Gullus, why the Shvatim end up going into Gullus, and why all of Klai Yisrael ends up in Gullus. Right, we'll see soon, the Rebbe's gonna bring the Medrash, the Medrash says that the Rabbanu wanted Yaakov Avinu to go down to Gullus. The Rabbanu didn't want to bring him down. Shashel Shabarzel. Shem didn't want to drag him down in chains. And therefore, Hashem said, "I'm going to send the Yosef Atzadik down first. Once the Yosef Atzadik goes down, Yaakov is going to have a reason to go down with the Shvatim, and eventually, all of Klal Yisrael is going to come down. So, Yaakov's slave is the antif of Geula. It's the antif of coming out of jail. It's the antif of the ability to have to have proper Geula." And the whole Indian of Parshas Vayeshev is the exact opposite of that. The Indian of Parshas Vayeshev is going into Gullus and Kalei Yisrael going into Mitzrayim and not only that, but actually being thrown into physical jail. Yosef HaTzadik, B'Shlechusai, Sh'Yosef Yadei Akav Me'emek HaChevron, V'cholom Ur Shehim Shechashem, everything that took place. Mechiris Yosef, he goes down to Mitzrayim until, until he goes down, Har Yaakov Inu B'Mitzrayim, and he gets thrown into, he gets thrown into, he gets thrown into a bar, which is his own physical jail that he's thrown into, then he gets down to Mitzrayim, Mitzrayim is the Indian of Meitzer, he's stuck, and then he gets to Aishas Petifar, and the whole story happens, and then being thrown into the jail again. And, and the whole story is the exact opposite of what Geula really looks like. So it, you're telling me that Shlaz writing that there's a Kesher between the Parshas and the Yom Tov that take place, it seems over here that there's, there's the exact opposite of a Kesher between the Parshas and the Yom Tov. Yom Tov of Yakislev is Geula, it's redemption, it's freedom from the world of Galos. And the whole Indian of Parshas Vayeshev is the exact opposite. It's Yosef HaTzadik going down to Gullus, which is the beginning of all of Klai Yisrael going into Gullus, and Yosef HaTzadik being thrown into a bar and being thrown into the world of a pit and jail and the opposite of Yakislev. And therefore we have to understand what's the Kesher between the idea of the Yantif of Yakislev and Parshas Vayeshev, which seems to be the exact opposite. Vayeshev is a Kesher Vashayich as Banei Malpi, Yaduish Gullus Mitzrayim, Loiba B'Tor Aynish. In order to understand, we have to chap that the Avoidah of going down to Mitzrayim wasn't a punishment. Right? Many times we think that, okay, why was Klai Yisrael thrown into Mitzrayim? Because they did a punishment. There is shitas like that, the Ramban says like that. It was a punishment for what Avram Avinu said, but Ma'eda. But it wasn't just, many, 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 many learn that it wasn't just the Indian of a punishment for the fact that we went in, that we did something wrong, that Klai Yisrael was thrown into Gullus. But unlike Gullus Bavl and the later exiles that we went into, where it was because of Sinaschino, it was because of Avaydah Zorah, Gilarai, Shvichas Damim, Golas Mitzrayim came before Klal Yisrael was even formed as a nation before we did anything wrong. And therefore the Avaydah of going down into Golas Mitzrayim wasn't a punishment. The Avaydah of going down to Mitzrayim was in order to be able to leave Mitzrayim with Rechush Gadol. We left with physical and spiritual Avoidus that we gained by being in Mitzrayim. Mitzrayim is a Kor Habarzal. Mitzrayim made us ready to be able to get to Ma'an Torah. And therefore Mitzrayim wasn't a punishment. On the contrary, Mitzrayim was a place where we went down into the Gullets in order to be able to walk out bigger and better. That's the Pasuk says, We walked out with a large inheritance. We walked out with a large present. We walked out with a tremendous amount of uh, spoils that we got from the Mitzrayim. This doesn't only mean physical things, but we got spiritual things as well. We walked out with something. So Golis Mitzrayim wasn't a punishment. It was a preparation which was setting the stage for the world called Ma'an Torah. So I went down there. We were Mavara ourselves. We proved ourselves connected to the Rabbani Shlom. We were able to prove who we are and what we're all about. We were able to take out, that the Rabbani Shlom was able to take us out 
from, from inside the world called Mitzrayim, and the Mela were able to become purified over the time that we spent in Mitzrayim and become able to be able to be Makabal the Torah. In Yedzesh, Agolas Eine Eine Bifne Atzmai, Ela Kolka Vanasa Metrasa Shal Agolas, who Ila Baba Atzmas Agolah, Mugdish Begila Eitzel Yosef, Vagam Lafiam Mesuper Bepshita Shemikra. This idea that Golos, what looks like Golos externally, is not actually an exile and is not actually a punishment. But is 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 the avoider which leads to something much bigger? You talk a fine by Yosef Atzadik. Yosef Atzadik goes into Mitzrayim, and you you can imagine what Yosef Atzadik is going through is the worst of the worst. Yosef Atzadik is taken from living in Yaakov Avinu's house, from being the beloved child of Yaakov Avinu, the Ben Zekunim, and Yosef Atzadik goes down to Mitzrayim, the lowest place in the world. Ervas Aretz Tufezima. Yosef Atzadik goes mamish down into Shal Tachtis. He gets thrown away from their brothers. The brothers want to kill him. Yaakov Avinu has no shaykhs to him anymore. He's cut off from Yaakov Avinu for 22 years. He's thrown into Ashes. He's thrown into the world of Petifar with the Nisyanis of Ashes Petifar. And Yosef Atzadik, it looks like Yosef Atzadik is the biggest Yerida in the world. What's the reality? Is that the Yerida that Yosef Atzadik went through was really only in order to then make him the king of Mitzrayim. So it looked like everything was falling on its face. It looked like everything was terrible. Yosef Atzadik's going down to Mitzrayim. But what, it was Yerida Tachlas Aliyah. He went down and went all the way down to the world of Mitzrayim. But being stuck in the world of uh, based by Tifar and being stuck in the world of Mitzrayim was really the reason why he was able to pick himself back up and get all the way, all the way to the top to be able to be the Sheni Lamelech. And therefore, the idea that Klal Yisrael of going into Golos wasn't really an Einish, it wasn't really something bad, rather it was a preparation for something much larger, you really find by Yosef HaTzadik, he went down into Mitzrayim, he's the beginning of Klal Yisrael going down into Mitzrayim, and therefore he goes down to Mitzrayim, and he prepares the way to show Klal Yisrael that there's an Indian of going down, but the avoid of going down is not to stay down, and it's not just to be down, it's not a punishment that happens when you're down, on the contrary, the going down allows a person to then rise up much more. You come all the way down from, all the way down at the bottom, all the way down to the top. So Yosef Tzadik did this at the beginning, one second. Yosef Tzadik did this at the beginning, and then Klal Yisrael does it again as well. Yeah. Is that with, with every, every time that people go down into, into a big fall, it means that there's going to be a big potential for it, There's tremendous potential, yeah. So yeah. We, we, don't, we don't know exactly, you know, we, we can't figure out the Cheshman of what's going to be, but every time there's a Astara, every time there's a Yerida, especially in Ruchmias, you know, besides from Gashmas, but especially in Ruchmias, when there's a Yerida that takes place, that, that sets the stage for a person to be able to use that as potential to be able to grow in, a, in, in ways that he couldn't grow without it. And it uh, why, why couldn't Hashem just make Yosef the king without putting him into the that, That's part, part of the preparation. So he couldn't make it, he couldn't become a king. Hashem, Hashem could have done that. Hashem could do anything. There's no, Hashem has no limitations. Hashem can make all of us kings in the whole world. That's part of the, part of the process of becoming great is that there needs to be a certain a certain Indian of going down, or a person then needs to reveal the Rabbanisham in those places called Mitzrayim. And then once you do that, then they have the ability to rise up. When you're able to find the Rabbanisham in the imperfection, it's much greater than much greater than becoming a king right away. There's a certain a certain Mila and a certain greatness in the fact that you could become part of that world called the Baal Tshuva where you need to go down, have a falling, and then be able to get back up through the recognition of Hashem in Mitzrayim, and then be able to reveal the Rabbanishim in a much greater and deeper way. And therefore, Yosef HaTzadik Dafka goes down, Klai Yisrael Dafka goes down, but it's not for the purpose of staying down, it's not for the purpose of going down, it's for the purpose of revealing something much greater. And therefore, Yosef HaTzadik goes down, Klai Yisrael goes down, but it's really the Indian of being able to raise themselves back up. And he says, that's really the Indian of of what the, the Medrash says. The Medrash says, Yosef Hirid Mitzrayim. And Yosef is taken down to Mitzrayim. Hirid literally means he's taken down. The Medrash says, Kivshan at Amris, Mayim Ad the Medrash says that the word Vayereb can also mean a lashon of Radia, which means to be shaylet over something, to, to rule over something. The Pasuk says, Vayosef hired Mitzrayim. Yosef went down to Mitzrayim. The simple translation is he went from the top all the way down to Mitzrayim. The Medrash says the word Hirid, which means to literally to go down, could also mean to rule. Yosef went down to Mitzrayim, and at the same time that it seems like Yosef Atzadik is going down to Mitzrayim, it's setting the stage for Yosef Atzadik to become the ruler over all Mitzrayim. So the Golas, which looks like Yosef Atzadik going down, is really just prepping himself and the world of Mitzrayim to be able to be ready for Yosef Atzadik to be the king of Mitzrayim. Yosef Hirid Mitzrayim, Yosef is also the one who is ruling over the world called Mitzrayim.
Shiltan Yosef, Milmar Meloshin Harud Mitzrayim, Heinrich Kavanus Matoris, Hayurada, Hysish Yosef, Kavish Vishalot, Hamishal Melch Mitzrayim, Ubalade, Layarim Ishis Yadav as Ragwa. He was the one who was running every aspect of the world called Mitzrayim. Balderech Zeh. That Indian, so, so right away we understand that the Golas which is taking place in Parshas Vayeshev is not a Golas which is a, it's not a Golas which is an end unto itself. Rather, it's a means to an end. Yosef Atzadah going down to Mitzrayim is not for the purpose of him going down to Mitzrayim. Him being thrown in a bar in a pit is not for the purpose of him being thrown in a pit. All of this is leading the way for something much bigger. And he says that's a Kesher between Parshas Vayeshev and Yakislev. What's the whole Indian of Yakislev? The fact that the Balatani was thrown into jail. The, the Balatani, it wasn't two separate things. Balatani got thrown into jail and now we're celebrating the fact that he got out of jail. The celebration which is taking place in Yakislev is the recognition that the Golas itself, the fact that he went into jail allowed for something much bigger to come out afterwards. The fact that there was a kitchen, the fact that he was thrown into jail, and the fact that it was the fact that it was the, there was difficulties that took place Dafka in jail allowed that the Hafatsa Samayanas allowed that the, the spreading of Hasidus in a much deeper quantity and quality way after he came out of, after he came out of the world of, of jail. So therefore Parshas Vayeshev is, is Yitzvah going down for the sake of becoming something much greater. And the same thing with Yakislev. The Balatani was thrown into jail, but it wasn't for the sake of being in jail. Rather it was for the sake of creating something much bigger and deeper and greater when he came out of jail. And therefore there's a Kesher between Yosef going down to Mitzrayim and the Balatani coming out of jail. And therefore we're able to see Already some shaykhs, but it doesn't really answer the shaykhs. Why? Because one of them is focusing on Yosef Atzadah going down the beginning stage of the process, and Yakislev is focusing on the end stage of the process. We understand that, that the, the, the jail wasn't a separate entity to the Geula, right? Many times a person can go through a tragedy, right? We just spoke this up in the Sfasemis. Sfasemis says, you know, when Kval Yusuf went through Golas Yavan, there's two things that we do in Hanukkah. One is called Halal, and one is called Haidah. What's the difference between Halal and Haidah? So, but the Vasfasema says, Halal is the recognition that I'm able to see right now how something's good for me. Right? Somebody does a favor to me, Hashem does something good for me, something very clear, I get a good job, I make money, I marry, marry, you know, I marry the perfect wife, I have kids, everything's going well, my kids are getting into school. That's called Halal. And I'm able to see and recognize the clarity to be able to see that the Hashem is doing good for me. What's Haida? Haida is when I'm not able to see it in the moment, when I'm able to look back and be moida, being moida, I'm able to admit that what I thought was really not good for me is really good for me. Right? That's called haida. And the, the Svasemis writes part of the part of the yantif of Hanukkah is not just thinking Hashem for the fact that He made open miracles and the and the you know the neighbors lived for eight days straight, but it's also the recognition and thanking Hashem for the fact that we went into Golas Yavan and the recognition that only through going through Golas Yavan were we able to come out much bigger and greater after we went through that process called Golas, called exile. And the the, Balta, the, the, the Rebbe is saying it's the same thing with the Baltani going into jail. It wasn't that okay? He went into jail and was celebrating the fact that he got out of jail. We're celebrating the fact that he went into jail also. We're recognizing that only through the Hastara, only through the fact that there was a Yerida, only through the fact that he went down, was it able to be something much bigger and greater and larger when he came out of jail. And therefore, Yosef Atzadah going down to Mitzrayim was the beginning of Yosef Atzadah becoming the king of Mitzrayim. Klal Yisrael going down to Mitzrayim is the beginning of Ma'an Torah, the beginning of Klal Yisrael then being able to come out and be Meqabal the Torah. And the Baltani going into jail was the beginning stages of him being able to come out of jail and create something much bigger. And therefore, that's already a little bit of the shaykhs between Parshas Vayeshev and Yakislev. The issue is, like we said, it doesn't really answer the kasha because there's a big difference between discussing the beginning stage of the process and the end stage of the process. Right? In Parshas Vayeshev, what stage of the process are we discussing? The beginning, when Yosef's first getting thrown into jail. So we understand and we know and we recognize that there's something bigger going to take place in the next few parishes. Something bigger is going to take place. It's setting the stage for a massive Yeshua where Yosef is going to be the king of Mitzrayim. But at the moment where we are, something, something much worse is happening. At the moment, on a very clear external way, Yosef is getting thrown into the pit. Yakislev is not like that. Yakislev is not focusing on the time of the Baltani getting thrown into jail. Yakislev is the focus on the Baltani getting out of jail. And therefore, it doesn't seem to have a shaykhis between Yakislev and the Parsha and Parsha's Vayeshev. They're both discussing processes which take place, but they still seem to be discussing very different stages of the process. Parsha's Vayeshev is discussing the beginning, and Yakislev is discussing the end of the process. Yeah, clear? Amazing. And therefore, we're going to have to explain it a little bit, a little bit deeper. Yeah? This is a very deep idea. 
The spices in a few in a few places. But there's three ways that a person has the ability to be able to fight and get out of the world called Gullus. And this doesn't just mean Gullus in a, in a, in a national form. This also means, this also means Gullus in a personal form. There's a Gullus which takes place to a whole nation. There's a Gullus which takes place to all of the world. Right? When Klal Yisrael, when the world, after Adam Rishon, after Adam Rishon, from the Eitz Adas, the whole world went into a state of Gullus. There's a Tzimtzum which took place then. There's a Gullus which takes place to all of Klal Yisrael when we go into, we go into the world called Gullus. And every person, when they fall into a place of darkness and Chayshech, that's also the world of Gullus. There's three ways to deal with darkness, the, the, the Rebbe tells us. What, the first way is Padir B'derech Macham. The first way to deal with darkness is to fight darkness. You have the ability to come to darkness and fight darkness, right? And a person's dealing with a challenge. A person's dealing with an assignment. A person's dealing with a certain level of darkness in their life. There's one way of fighting dark, of, of, of getting out of the darkness by fighting through the darkness. You have an assignment, you have a challenge, you have something which is bothering you. How do you get out of it? By fighting it. That's one way of getting out is fighting the challenge itself, but that's not 100% of a, of a gu'ula, why? Because what happens when you fight the challenge? What happens when you need to fight the Nisayan that you're in? You, you end up finding yourself face to face with the Nisayan. When, when you need to fight with the enemy, what's going to take place automatically is there's going to be some, the enemy's gonna rub off on you in some way. So you wanna fight the enemy and you wanna battle the enemy, but by battling the enemy, you're automatically going to get dirty. Right, the Baltani writes this in Tani Beferus. And if you want to fight the Yitzhahara, the reality of fighting the Yitzhahara is you're going to get dirty. Because you're wrestling with the Yitzhahara, you're fighting with the Yitzhahara, and therefore you're battling him. And you may be victorious at the end, but over the, over the course of the battle, you're going to take some hits. And you're going to get, you're going to get you know, uh, blemished, so to speak, by the Yitzhahara. By Yaakov Avinu does this with the Sar Shalesov. Yaakov Avinu is victorious when he fights with the Sar Shalesov. He ends up winning. He's victorious, but what happens? As he's fighting with the Yetzirah, with the Sar Shalaisav, he gets injured. So he's victorious at the end of the day, but he still walks out with some injury, which the Zerah Kaddish tells us refers to the future generations. The Sar Shalaisav is able to touch Asa, Yaakov Avinu in a certain way, and was able to injure him partly. So as soon as you battle the darkness, as soon as you battle the challenge that you go through, what's automatically going to happen is in order to face it head on, in order to deal with the challenge head on and to fight it, you're going to end up getting dirty. And you can end up getting a little bit involved. And therefore, it's not 100% Muslim. It's not the proper way. It's not 100, I shouldn't say not proper, but it's not the fullest and, and most ideal way of dealing with the challenge. Fighting it head on. Because when you fight it head on, you're going to get injured at some point during the war. You're going to get, you're going to get uh, sullied at some point in the war with the dirtiness of the Gate Sahara. Therefore, it's not 100%, 100%, uh, 100% the, the, the greatest way that we can have a Geula. Right? In order to fight the enemy, you have to get involved in the kind of warfare that he's dealing with. Krav, which means, what does Krav mean? Like Krav means an army, right? Combat, right? In, in like Kravi, right? In modern Hebrew, if a person's a combat soldier, it's called Chayal uh, Kravi, I think it's what it's called, right? So I think it's called Kravi means like actual combat, right? Krav Magav, right? So it's a way one of these like this. Is really thing. Krav, Krav means a way of Muhammad. Krav, in, in order to fight, part of what, what means Krav, what does Kravi mean combat? Because it's hand-to-hand combat, right? As soon as you're involved in the world of combat, so you're dealing with the enemy. And you have to face the head, enemy head on, and you have to be involved in, in a certain amount of closeness to fight the enemy. So there's one way where Yaakov Avinu fights the Sar Shalaisov, where he actually gets down and dirty and fights the Sar Shalaisov. But there's a certain amount of closeness that happens when you're fighting the Sar Shalaisov. And that's one way of dealing with darkness. The second way of dealing with darkness is, a little bit higher way, is Fadiyah B'Shalom. There's another way where Yaakov Avinu, what happens when Yaakov Avinu meets Esav, yeah? So there's two parts of the story that take place in last week's parsha. First is when he battles the Sar Shalaisov. That's the first avoida of being involved in a battle with the enemy, and that's where he's fighting the enemy and, and taking the enemy, enemy head on, and he ends up getting injured partially in the war. What happens when he meets Esav? No battle takes place, right? When he meets Esav, when he meets the Sarsh Esav, he fights him. What happens when he meets Esav? Nothing, right? What happens? They meet each other. Yaakovina bows down to Esav. Esav Avinu walks away. Esav Avinu. Esav, Esav the Russia walks away in peace, and everything's great. Right? Yaakovina bows down to him. He's machni himself to him. He gives him presents. Yaakovina is prepared for war, but what ends up happening? Shalom. Everything's b'shalom. Esav says, oh, it's great. Let's walk together. And Yaakovina says, 
Listen, we could be b'shalom, and not so much. You go ahead. I, you know, I have my, I have my kids and my cattle, and I'm going to walk slowly. But you go ahead. There's a certain amount of peace that takes place with the enemy, where there's no battle, which takes place. In a way, that's much greater of a geula. Why? The first geula is I'm fighting the Yetzirah. I'm dealing with the darkness head on. I have an Nisayan and I'm fighting the Nisayan head on. That's great. And it's amazing if I'm victorious and I, and, and I overcome the Nisayan, but at the same time, it means that I'm dealing with the Nisayan head on. There's a certain amount of closeness that comes by, by fighting the Nisayan head on, head on. The second way of geula is I'm not fighting the Nisayan. I never get into a battle with the Nisayan. I'm able to just be able to walk away calmly from the Nisayan without, without actually having to fight the Nisayan. Right, he says, it's called Bediyah B'Shalom, where I'm paid to myself, I redeem myself in a way of peace. Right, we find this by Az Yashir, we say this every day in Az Yashir, what took place when Kala Yisrael went through the Yams Kriyas Yamsaf? Everybody was petrified of Kala Yisrael, right? We know up until Amale came along and jumped into the hot bath, everybody was petrified. Did Kala Yisrael fight the enemies? No, they didn't fight the enemies. They just showed how powerful they were, and the enemies didn't even want to touch them. So that's, that's much greater, which means you're not getting involved in actual battle with the Nisayan. What you're doing is you're showing how much bigger than the Nisayan. And I don't have to battle the Nisayan because I'm much greater than the Nisayan, and I'm not getting involved in hand-to-hand combat with the Nisayan. That's a much greater level of Geula, because why? I'm not getting dirty by the Nisayan. I'm not getting involved in the Nisayan. I'm not fighting the Yitzhahara head, head on, and therefore there's no, there's no opportunity for me to get injured by the Nisayan, by the Yitzhahara. And that's the second way, which is called Pidiyah B'Shalom. Right? I'm not on, I don't stoop down to the Yitzhahara's level and fight him. What I do is I rise above the Yitzhahara. The Yitzhahara is not, not important to me anymore. Right? We said, we said the last, I think last week or two weeks ago, or one of the, one of the Mepharshim say, when you say al what does al mean? al Yeah, you clap al It means on the Avera that I did, on the Avera that I did. Al could also mean above. All right, there's a certain Indian in battling the Yitzhahara, and there's a whole other Indian which is called that rise above the Yitzhahara. Not that I'm fighting the Yitzhahara head on, but it's al When I rise above the Yitzhahara, so I don't need to get involved in the fighting thing, right? The first way is, uh, I have an assignment. So I'm fighting the Yetzirah head on. I'm, I'm in battle with the Yetzirah. And that's great if you, you're victorious, but there's also the concept of a Yigab Kafi Recha to get injured. The second way is where I'm not battling the Yetzirah. I rise above the Yetzirah and I say, I'm, I'm not getting involved in that. I, I, don't, I don't have to battle that. Let's say, talk about the, you know, the sign of Shmir Sanayim, right? There's one way we are, I'm walking in the street and the whole time we're walking in the street, I'm fighting the battle of Shmir Sanayim. So I'm thinking, okay, Rabbanishon, please help me. I don't want to look there. I don't want to look there. And, and it's amazing because you may be victorious, but what, what's automatically taking place when you're doing that? You're getting involved in the world of Shmir Sanayim. You're getting involved in the world of, of Pagama, of Pagama Denam. Even, even when you're battling and winning it, you're still coming into contact with that world of the Pagam of Dayanayim. So you may be victorious, but just by the very virtue of the fact that you're fighting it, you're automatically in contact with it. If I'm fighting something, that means that I, this is shaykhis. It means I'm giving it the space to be able to fight with me, and automatically I'm, 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 I'm allowing it space to do it, right? Many, many times when these uh, you know, different people come out, different Sadiqim come out, or, or you know, against certain things. So there's always, there's always a discussion. Is it Kedai to come out against a certain thing, right? So, you know, there's certain cults that come out and certain things that come out. And there's always a discussion. Should we come out and make a statement against it or should we ignore it? Well, it's an open orthodoxy, right? Should, by, by, making, by making a statement against open orthodoxy and by making a whole book about it and making a whole Indian about it, you may be victorious in explaining why it's wrong but what you're doing is you're giving it space to live. You're giving it space to breathe and you're saying, okay, yeah, this is a shita and I can prove to you why that shita is wrong, but as soon as you get involved in discussing and debating the shita, you're already giving the shita a place to be able to stand on its own two feet and you may be victorious in knocking it out, but you're dealing with the shita already. There's already a certain amount of hisyach, of yichos that you have, of hisyachos that you have to that shita and you're giving it space to breathe. The second way of dealing with it is no, I'm not dealing with that. It's so silly and beneath me that I don't need to get involved in dealing with the Nisayan head on. It's called Bediyah B'Shalom. I'm not fighting the, I'm not fighting the Yitzhahara. What I do is I redeem myself by rising above the Yitzhahara. That's the second way. What were you going to say? Above. I, I, the, the, uh, the avoid of tshuva is to rise above Chet. Well, I don't need to fight the Chet anymore. I want to rise above. Rise above, yeah. I want to rise above. I don't, I don't want to be involved in the process of fighting the Aveira the whole time. Fighting the Yitzhahara. Because I know that even if I'm going to win the battles, even if I'm going to win the war, I may lose some battles along the way. And, 
And even if I win all the battles, I'm still getting involved. I'm still giving the Yitzhar a spite space to be able to fight me. And that itself is already a chesar. And therefore, the second way of Geula, which is a higher way of Geula, is I'm not fighting the Yitzhar, but I'm rising above the Yitzhar. I'm not even giving him space to be able to live in my life. It's called Padavashalah. What's the third? Udugmasa Ba'avaydi says, okay, okay. What's the third way? But he says, what's the, what's the issue with the second way? I'm sorry, before we get to the third way and why it's greater. The first way, the issue is, I'm giving space to the Yitzhar to be able to breathe and to be able to breed and to be able to stay alive. And automatically, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get affected by my battle with the Yitzhar, even if I'm victorious. What's the issue with the second way where I rise above the Avera? And I never took care of the issue, right? So very nice right now, I may have risen above the issue, but I never took care of the issue. I never faced the issue head on. Either way, either way, internal or external, but I never took care of the issue. So you may have risen above the issue and the issue, you may have, you know, pushed the issue off to a distant island, but it's still alive and kicking. No, 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 any, any issue, any issue, any goals that a person goes to, any challenge a person goes to. So again, the first way is I'm dealing with it head on, which means that I'm giving it space and automatically I'm going to get affected by it some, somewhat. The second way is where I rise above it but that means that it's still alive. It's still it's still there as it's not rising above it, right? If, if someone just pushes off the issue, the issue just gets bigger. It may it might get it might it might subside for a few years, but eventually it's gonna explode. Oh, so that, that, that's exact. I don't know if it will explode, but it will always be there. It will always be there in the subconscious, ready to attack at any moment. Which means you can you can you can take a tranquilizer. And and right, there's, two, there's, there's two there's two ways to fight a, there's two ways to fight a lion, right? You can fight a lion head on. You'll probably get scratched along the way because you're fighting a lion. The second way is you take a tranquilizer gun and shoot the lion. Now the issue with doing that is you may have you may have put him down and you're not fighting with him. That's a peaceful that's a peaceful confrontation. Where you're not fighting with the lion, you take the you know that's what they prefer to do. In the safaris they prefer not to kill the lion. They prefer not to fight with the lion, even if they're going to win because they don't want to kill the lion. They prefer to tranquilize the lion. Now when you tranquilize the lion, it's very nice that you're not fighting with the lion and you're not getting scratched by the lion, you're not getting injured by the lion. But the issue is you never really took care of the lion, right? So let let sleeping dogs sleep is very nice as long as the sleeping dogs sleep. And at a certain point, the sleeping dogs wake up and they attack you and you don't have the tools to fight it. So you may have risen above for the moment and you may, have, you may, have, you may say, I'm above, I'm al I'm above the Yitzhara. But like you're saying, you never took care of the issue head on. So it's better than the first way. Why, why is it not rising above? No, not pushing it off. I'm, I'm able. I'm able to become elevated above the issue. I do not have to deal with the issue. I can become bigger than the issue at hand. Yeah. Let's say. Let's say. Let, let's talk about the example we're talking about about Shmir Sanayim. Right. So there's two ways. I can either fight the battle of Shmir Sanayim and fight the battle head on, which is great. And I be, uh, even if I'm victorious, it's amazing. But there's still the challenge of the fact that I'm, I'm involved in fighting that Yetzirah. And the second way is I say, I don't need to fight the Yetzirah. That's something that's so beneath my dignity to be involved in that I'm not, I'm not, I'm not even going there. I'm not going to go there and fight the Yetzirah and explain to myself why I shouldn't be doing it and, and, and figure, out, figure out ways to be able to you know, abstain from, from that world of Pagame Naim. I'm not even going to get involved in the battle because I'm so much bigger than that. And I'm able to rise above and say, it's beneath my dignity to be involved in something like that. I'm a Yid. I'm a Yid, I'm a, I'm, a ben, I'm a Ben Melech. I come from Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov. I should be involved in something as undignified as Pagame Nayim. But look where I shouldn't look. That doesn't talk to me. Because I'm bigger than the Avera. I'm right, so I rise above, which is amazing. Because you haven't fought the issue head on. And, oh, very good. So you haven't, you haven't fought the issue head on. So you're not getting dirty with the Avera. You're not getting dirty with the Yitzhak. The Yitzhak is not even a force that you're, that, that's, that you're facing. You're not confronting it. You pushed them, you kicked them out of the out of the boxing ring completely. The issue is, is that that only works as long as it works. You, you're you're letting you're, you're you're tranquilizing the lion, but the lion is still alive. The lion is still breathing, and at any moment, the lion has the ability to get back up. Right? He says, These alufe Adam that we steered when we had Kriyas Yamsuf, we didn't kill them, we didn't wipe them out, we didn't vanquish them. Where are they? They're exactly where they are. They're afraid right now but they're only afraid until Amalek comes and attacks. Once Amalek comes and attacks, and nobody's afraid anymore. And, and Mamela, so it's very nice, you rose above, but that's only a momentary victory. It's not a victory, which is a lasting victory. You haven't really taken care of the issue. So in, in, in way number one, you've taken care of the issue, at least temporarily, or at least could be even more permanently than the second way, but you become dirty and sullied by 
involving yourself in the fight with the Yitzhahara. And in option number two, which is a greater level because you're not getting down and dirty with the Yitzhahara, you're not fighting with the Yitzhahara, it's much bigger and greater, but at the same time, you haven't really taken care of the issue. And therefore, Nishur B'Taik from the Mekayim, they remain in their strength in their place. And then after it could be, right? like, like Yitzhak Avinu told, ya- told, told, uh, told Esav, yeah, Yaakov Avinu is all the way at the top, but if Yaakov Avinu goes down, Esav rises up. So maybe Edom right now is down, but Edom always has the ability to rise back up. Kishazek comes and Eiffel. So right now you're at the top, and right now you may have risen above your Averis, but there's, it's a seesaw. You may one day go down. You may one day not be feeling that feeling of I'm a Ben Melech. And then the Yetzirah slowly creeps back up and says, hey, remember me? You never really took care of me. You, you rose above me. You may have shown that you don't even want to deal with me and you don't even want to fight with me. You're bigger than even getting involved in a fight with me, but you never really took care of the issue. Like, it's like this with all fights, right? The, the, uh, you know, the Baltani writes, when a person's having machshav during davening, a person's thinking foreign thoughts during davening. So you, you're fighting the Yetzirah, he writes, it's like when there's a little, little when there's a, a person standing in front of you trying to get your attention. If somebody's standing and trying to get your attention, trying to, not, a, not in a healthy way of trying to get your attention, they'll tell you something. But a little kid or somebody who's being annoying trying to get your attention, as soon as you give them space and, and, and talk to them, and give them the attention that they're seeking, they're going to continue doing it, right? If they see a little kid is trying to get attention from his parents in an unhealthy way, and the parents give them the attention that they're seeking, they continue to do that action, right? If it's a bad action, they continue to do it. The Maltani says the same thing with Machshav If you focus on them and try to figure out how do I get rid of those bad thoughts, those impure thoughts, you may be victorious, but you're already giving, giving them space to breathe. The, the real Eitzah is, don't give them space, just say, I'm not dealing with you. I'm continuing I'm continuing davening without focusing and ignoring them completely. But the issue is, with, set, with the second way of ignoring those machshavas completely, that they're still there. And by Shema Kaleinu, they could pop back up. And by the kind of tzar, they could pop back up. You haven't really taken care of the issue. And therefore, we need to talk about what the third step of Geula is, the third way of dealing with Golas is. Not fighting it head on, not rising above it. What's the third way? What's the greatest way to fight with Golas? Fight with Golas? Not it's also you're not going into it. You're not also going into it, but even bigger than that. When you find yourself facing a challenge, instead of fighting the challenge, and instead of rising above the challenge, what's the third option? I'm in this situation. I'm in the gullus. What do I? My, my choices are either fighting it head on, which is a chasar in that, because I'm getting dirty. My other choice is to rise above it. And what's the third choice? Is to transform the chayshech into art. And that's the greatest, greatest level. We are... I didn't battle it. I didn't battle it. Exactly. I didn't battle it. So I'm not getting dirty by it. I didn't rise above it. So it's not severe. On the contrary, what I do is I'm able to turn it into a double agent. I'm able to take it and transform the chayshech into being a place for R. So I'm not bad. Oh, we're going to talk about that. I'm not battling it. And I'm not rising above it. I'm not just being makar, I'm turning the whole matzah of chayshech into the greatest art. I'm turning it, but I'm, I'm not just turning it. I'm tra- transforming the darkness itself into being the source of light. Let's see what he says, right? The highest way. The exile itself now feches lamasiv shagaula. Right, the word golas and gaula. The Svar Magadoshim tells us the same letters. What's the difference in golas and gaula? One is an aleph, one doesn't have an aleph. Golas is golas. Gaula or gaula. Gaula is right. Gola, gola. When Klaiso goes into golas and gaula is the same letters. One is an aleph, one doesn't have an aleph. The avoda of, of getting out of golas is taking that aleph, which is the rabban shalom, and just putting it into golas itself. Not fighting exile. Not fighting nisyanis. Not rising above them but transforming them by bringing the Rabbanisham down into the place of darkness itself and transforming all of Chayshech into being the greatest place of art. That's the greatest way of exile. Why? I didn't fight with it and it's not still around. It's still around, but now it's not the same entity anymore. Now it's working for me. It's on my team working for the Rabbanisham. My Chazal say that a person should serve the Rabbanisham built with with the Yetzir Toiv and the Yetzirah. How do I serve Hashem with the Yetzirah? The Avoida is to, to capture Yetzirah and utilize Yetzirah for all of Taif. Make your Yetzirah work for the Yetzirah. That's the greatest way. Not to kill my Yetzirah. 
and not, and not to rise above my Yetzirah, but to convert my Yetzirah. Right? What does the Mishnah in Pirkei Yavah say? Ezu Gibar. A koivish is Yitzray. Doesn't say a hirig is Yitzray. Doesn't say he who kills his Yetzirah. Oh, Koivish is Yetzer, right? The one who captures Yetzer. What's the avoid of capturing something? I'm utilizing that which seems to be darkness as the greatest light. I'm capturing the darkness, I'm capturing the Yetzer, and I'm utilizing it for light. I'm transforming it. I'm, I'm channeling it into being the greatest sense of art possible. So I deal with the challenge, and I don't fight the challenge, and I don't rise above the challenge, but I transform the darkness into being, into being light itself. Vizeo Pirish Apasik, when the Baltani came out of jail, Baltanya writes that he was saying the Pasuk of Pad of Ashalam Nafshi. Yeah, Pasuk of Tehillim and Tehillim. Kapitel, uh, kapitel Nunhei. Baltanya said that he was in the middle of saying this Pasuk of Pada. What does Pada mean? To redeem. Bashalom and peace. Nafshi, my soul. Mikarav Li. The next Pasuk says from those, those that are fighting me. And he says that as he was saying this Pasuk, he got out of jail. Mamash, as he was up to this Kapitel and Tehillim, which is talking about him, which is talking about being, Davin HaMelech being redeemed. As he was saying Pada Bashalom Nafshi, Mikarav Li, he was redeemed. Zuck the Rebbe. What is the Pasuk of Pada Bashalom Nafshi? Pada means to redeem. Bashalom which means in peace. Nafshi, my soul, mekarovli from those that are fighting me. He says, you know how I was redeemed from those that are fighting me? Not by fighting back with them. And not by, and not by just pushing them away and telling them I'm rising above you. But pada b'shalom nafshi, the greatest shlemus came, mekarovli, from those that are fighting me, I was able to be paid to myself in a way of shalom. Ha'pediyah zeh ba'ifin shashalom. Ki pediyah zu bamem ejergasa she'ein bagadah shagalas klau. Now there's no galas, right? This is the greatest gila in the world. In the first way, there's a gallus, but I fought it. In the second way, there's a gallus, but I escaped it. In the third way, there's no gallus. There is no exile. As soon as I turn on the lights in the world of gallus, there is no gallus anymore. So what I'm able to do, and I'm able to reveal that the chayshech itself is really our, is I'm able to show that there's no such thing as chayshech. Up until now, it looked like I was in jail. Up until now, it looked like there was gallus. It looked like there was the Yetzirah, and then with the avoidah of being mahapech the chayshech into our, what I'm a gala is that there is no chayshech. <laughs> That's the greatest gila in the world. There's no darkness anymore. There's no darkness. There's only light here. There's no dark. It's just light. I'm, tra- I'm transforming the darkness into light. Everything's light. And I just and I go into the darkness. When I find myself in darkness, I'm able to reveal that the darkness itself is really light. And it's the greatest level of gula possible. And that's why we find when the Balatani got out of got out of jail, it wasn't just that he got the the, the, the people that the people got him out of jail and they were involved in the process of freeing him from jail. He could have gotten himself out of jail by never going in, right? The the, the, the later Rebbe, I think it was the Tzemach Tzedek said that if the Balatani didn't want to go to jail, he would have not gone to jail. Balatani was a big enough Rebbe that he could have made Moifsim that when they came down to take him to jail, he would have said, I'm not going, and they could have not touched him. Right, we find we find Mifsim by people not, not long ago where they had this. Right, he would have been out. Right. Oh, what, what's what's the shot? What's the deep? What's the depth of it? What's the depth of it? Not only that, when the Baltani was in the middle of traveling to jail, when they were on the way bringing him to jail, he told them that he wants to stop for Shabbos. And they said, hey, you're a prisoner. You don't get to stop for Shabbos. And he said, I want to stop. And the carriages stopped. The carriages stopped on Arab Shabbos and they couldn't move them the whole Shabbos. Oh, we have stories like this, Arab Shiloh. This is, I'm saying this a lot, a lot longer ago. So the Balatanya could, could have fought going into jail. He could have fought going into jail, but never having gone to jail. But what's that? What's that? That's, that's fighting jail. That's fighting. That's the first way. That's where you're fighting jail when you're not going into jail. He either could have gone to jail and fought them in jail. He could have gone to jail. He could have conquered them by saying the shame Hashem and wiped them all out. He could have gone into jail and walked right out on his own. He could have risen, rose above, and just just escaped. But that's not what he did. What he did is he went into jail and transformed the jail into being the greatest R in the world. Right. Not only that, the, the Baal Shem Tev and the Magad visited him in jail, and what he did, he was makar of all of the the whole jail, the whole process of jail took place is that he was. Gala that the jail itself is a place of art. That, that's Hasidus. That's what the that's what the Rebbe did. That's what the Balshamtiv did. Not that we're fighting the Yetzirah. We're done with Sur Ra, We're fighting the Yetzirah with Eitzis. How to deal with what am I gonna what am I gonna do to my Yetzirah? Am I gonna fight it? We don't want to fight the Yetzirah. Fighting the Yetzirah means I'm involved in the Yetzirah. Means I'm giving the Yetzirah space to be able to breathe. We don't either want to rise above the Yetzirah because that only lasts for the moment. What we really want to do, what the Gili of the Balshamtiv was, the Gili of the Ara of Hasidus, is the ability to transform the whole world into art. 
Right? The Hashem taught us, There's nothing in the world that's not filled with the Orient Seif of Hashem. So the Giloy of the Hashem, the Giloy of the Baal getting out of jail was the greatest Giloy in the world. It was a Giloy where he went into jail and then he convinced the jailers to let him out of jail. They all let him out of jail in their own accord. They decided to let him out of jail. He wasn't supposed to be let out of jail. He was supposed to be killed. They decided to let him out of jail, which means he was Mahapech, the ones that threw him into jail, into being on his team and recognizing his greatness. And he turned the whole thing on its head. He turned the greatest opportunity for darkness into an opportunity for light. And now the, dark, now the jail itself became the catalyst for him spreading more chasidus than before he went into jail. And that itself is the greatest gilo of the Baal Shem Tev, that the whole world is filled with art. What the Baal Shem Tev taught us is not that you have to battle darkness, not that you have to get involved in darkness, but ma'atmana ar is doicha harbim and All you need to do is light a little bit of light and be able to transform the darkness itself into being the, into being the catalyst for light. You're able to transform the Yetzirah into being the reason why you're so great. The Baal Shem Tev taught us that you have two options, right? A person has a certain tchunas anefesh. A person has a certain midah. He likes doing something, right? A person has strong tivus for something. He likes doing something. You have two options. You can either fight that tchunas anefesh. You can either fight what you're dealing with. But the Baal Shem Tev said, why would you do that? Don't fight it and don't rise above it. Channel it, transform it, turn our, turn that place of Cheshach into our itself. Right? The Reb Tzaddik writes that the people who have the greatest Taivas Nashim, the greatest, greatest lust for women, Reb Tzaddik writes, those people, Dafka, have the ability to be the greatest Giluyim in Chedushe Torah. Because it's the same thing. The Taiva for Torah and the Taiva for Nashim are sourced in the same place. If right now it's coming down to in the world of Taivas Nashim, you can transform it into being the world of. Taiva for Torah, the world of Chadusha Torah. What does the Gemara in Sukkah say? The Gemara tells us how, that if a person's if a person's walking on the street and a person bumps into the Eight Sahara, what does it what does it what does it say? Shchela beis hamedrash, drag him to the beis hamedrash. Fractur tzaddik, but shchela beis hamedrash, right? Don't drag the Eight Sahara to the beis hamedrash. What should it say? You go to the beis hamedrash. If the Eight Sahara is coming to coming to attack you on the street, you go to the beis hamedrash. What does the what does the Gemara say? Mashchehu, drag the Eight Sahara to the beis hamedrash. Why? Because that's what Pada B'Shalom Nafshi means. Real Geula doesn't mean that I run away. I don't fight the Yetzirah on the street and I don't run away from the Yetzirah. Those are the first two ways of getting Geula. The first way is the Yetzirah attacks me on the street and I say, no, I'm going to fight you. I'm not going to let you in. I'm going to become victorious. It's amazing. And you may be victorious, but you also got dirty in the process. The second way is saying, Yetzirah, you could stay in the street. I'm running to the Bismedrash and putting myself in the Gemara and I'm not, I don't want to see you again. What happens when you walk out of the Bismedrash six hours later, he's still waiting for you, ready to attack you. The third way is the way the Baal Shem Tov. Take the Yetzirah, take the Taiva that you have, bring him to the Beis Medrash. Don't leave him outside. Bring the Taiva with you into the Beis Medrash and transform the Taiva into something which is some Taiv. And that's the avoid of Pada B'Shalom Nafshi. That's what the Baal, that's what Baal Tanya revealed. The jail itself is a place for our. That it's not two separate entities. There's jail, there's darkness, and then I can get out of jail. Jail itself is the greatest catalyst for our. And Zak the Rebbe, that's the difference between Yosef Atzadik, the Shvatim, and the Avas. The Avas Agdashim, what were they involved in? They were involved in battling Olam Hazza. The Avas Agdashim were involved in Olam Hazza, but they, they, they were able to do it in a way where they were able to battle Olam Hazza and conquer Olam Hazza. That was the first way. The Shvatim went one step deeper. Deeper. What did the Shvatim do? The Shvat, what, what was the Shvatim's livelihood? What did they do the whole day? They were shepherds, right? When the Shvatim came down to Mitzrayim, they told them we want to live in Goshen because we're shepherds. What's a shepherd? A shepherd is I'm not fighting Olam Haza. A shepherd is I'm separating myself from Olam Haza. Yeah, shepherds have very little to do with Olam Haza. They stand, they, the, the, the Swarmite, the Klayaka writes that the whole idea of shep, being a shepherd is to do a spoidados. Being a shepherd means that you're not involved in the street. You're not in the marketplace. You're not dealing with people cheating you. You're not dealing with Taivas Nashem. You're not dealing with Lashon Hara. You're not dealing with all the Nisyanis in the business world. You're separating yourself. That's the second way. So the Avaz were involved in the first way of Geula, which is they took on Lavan and Esav and, and Yishmol and, and, and all, of the, all of the challenges that they dealt with and they conquered them. Avram Avinu conquered Terach. Avram Avinu had a father who was called Terach. Avram Avinu battled Terach and was victorious. But when you battle Terach, you don't come out 100% pure. Avram Avinu, there's, there's a shtickle pagam in the world of Avram Avinu, which is called Yishmol. Now, Yitzchak battled Yishmol and Yitzchak came out with an Esav. Yaakov Avinu, 
battled, battled having Esav, but also there's a Shikl Pagam. The Shvatim said, okay, we're done with the idea of battling, battling evil. We didn't want to be involved in that. The Shvatim said, let's cut ourselves off in the world. Let's become shepherds and cut ourselves off in the world. What did Yosef HaTzadik do? Yosef HaTzadik did the ultimate level of Geula. Yosef HaTzadik didn't cut himself off in the world. Yosef HaTzadik was involved intimately in the world of business. Yosef HaTzadik was involved in the business of the whole world. He was the one, the whole world came down to Mitzrayim to get food. He was selling and buying and selling and buying. He was in Mitzrayim in the Ervis Haaretz. But Yosef HaTzadik revealed that Mitzrayim itself is a place to reveal the Rabbani Shalom. That when you find yourself in darkness, you're able to reveal the Rabbani Shalom. Dafka in the darkness, in the Chayshek, to transform the darkness by finding the Rabbani Shalom in the darkness. Not escaping darkness and not fighting darkness, but transforming darkness into light itself. And therefore, Yosef HaTzadik is the Giloy of what a real Tzadik is. Right? The Zohar Kaddish says, what's a Tzadik? What's a tzaddik? A tzaddik is not somebody who's, who's, who's leaves Olam Hazah, who rises above Olam Hazah, and a tzaddik is not somebody who battles Olam Hazah and is victorious. A real tzaddik is the Achib Bashmai Va'ara, somebody who's able to transform Aretz into being something which is Shemayim. Right? The Chedush told us very famously that a Shemayim, Shemayim La'ashem, Heavens are given to the Rabbani Shalom, the Oretz Nasan Levnei Adam. Land was given to humans, Chumrius. Everything in this world, all of Gashmis was given to humans. Why? To make it into something, to make it into something heavenly, to make it Himmeldik. The avoid of us getting Oretz is not to escape the land, is not to escape the Yitzhar, not to beat the Yitzhar. The real avoid is, to serve the Rabbanish with the Yetzir Toiv and your Yetzir to be able to serve the Rabbanish even with the Yetzir. And therefore, the Giloy of the Balatani and the Giloy of the Balatani getting out of jail and the Giloy of the Balshemtev and Yakislev is the third way, is the way where we're able to see Yetzir Tzadik did and the Balatani did, where they didn't fight it, they didn't rise above it, but they, they were able to transform all of darkness into Be'etzim being light itself. And that's why, the, again, it's a, it's a long sikha, it goes on and on. The whole idea of Shayicha Ba'muna, which, which the, you know, in Shayicha Ba'muna, the second part. Of Tanya, where the, where the Baltani talks about the idea of Timsim Kapshutai, Timsim Shaloi Kapshutai, and the Baltani explains that the idea of the Rabbani Shalom, you know, Kaviyachal hiding himself before entering into this world, that the Rabbani Shalom had to create a space before creating the world with Simsim Shalai Kapshutai, which means the Rabbani Shalom was not Khalila exited from the world, the Rabbani Shalom is found in every single fiber of the being. There is no place in the world that the Rabbani Shalom is not. Ein oid malvade, less aser panemine. These are ideas which are spoken about again and again in Teresa Chassid, it's less aser panemine. The whole world is mamali kol alman, seif of kol alman. The Rabbani Shalom fills every, every part of the world. And that's what the Baal Tani was Magala, and Sharyichad Lamuna, that's his Magala, and Tani, and that's what the Baal Shem Tev is Magala. You don't have to fight Yitzhahara, and you don't, have to, you don't have to run away from Yetzirah. You're able to transform Yetzirah into being Yetzirah Taif. You're able to transform all of the Taifas that you have into really being something which is totally Taif and totally art. And that's the Gil of the Basham That's the world of Hasidus. Up until then, yeah, there's the Avaid of Sur Meirad. Avaid of Musar is to fight it and to fight Yetzirah and to rise above and say, no, I'm not going to do this. I'm better than this. I don't want to be involved in this. But that's all Sur Meirad. That's all Musar. That's, that's all getting involved and in dealing with the Yetzirah itself. You're fighting the Yetzirah. When you fight the Yetzirah, you get dirty. gets injured. The second way is, okay, I won't fight him, but I'll rise above him. But the third way is that where I'm able to just be Megala, the R inside of the Chayshech itself. I'm able to find the Rabbanisham in the darkness itself, and then Mimela, there's no Golas anymore. So I'm not battling Golas, I'm not running away from Golas. I reveal that there is no such thing called Golas. The whole thing was a scam. The whole thing looked like Golas, and really, I put the Aleph into Gala, into Gaila, and I'm able to reveal that it's really all Geula. It's really all redemption. And that's the Gila of the, of the world of Chassidus. That's the Gila of the Baltania that he made when he came out of jail, that he revealed the jail wasn't really jail itself. He didn't fight the jailers. He didn't, he didn't try to run away from them. He revealed that, no, I can be in jail. I can reveal the Balshemtev and the Magadavka in jail. And that's our Avoida. Instead of fighting and running away, to be able to reveal that the Chayshech in our life is really, really a catalyst for deep, deep art. When we find ourselves battling Chayshech, both individually and collectively, to be able to be Megala, to be able to be Mahapech, all the Chayshech, and to really, real, real art.